Welcome to Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here's your host, filling in for D.C. Lundberg, Jason Block. Thank you very much, Joey Martin. I am Jason Block of 83studios.com. That is the number 83studios.com, filling in for D.C. Lundberg here on Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Please remember to download, rate, and subscribe to this program on whichever podcasting app that you prefer. You can follow us on Twitter at at LO underscore Mariners. And of course, you follow me on Twitter at BeatTheBlock. So today, we're going to look back at a World Series which was amazing. The 1969 World Series. The Amazing Mets faced off against the Baltimore Orioles. The Orioles were becoming an American League powerhouse winning 109 games during the regular season in 1969, led by a spectacular starting rotation. Their offense was also powerful, ranking second in the American League in batting average, slugging, and runs scored. The Mets, on the other hand, had been the laughingstock of Major League Baseball since their first season in 1962, and had never finished before above 500. However, This season, they'd record 100 victories. Their offense was ranked in the middle of the pack in most categories, but like the Orioles, they had a great starting rotation featuring future Hall of Famer Tom Terrific, the recently deceased Tom Seaver. 1969 was also the season Major League Baseball instituted divisional play, giving birth to the league championship series. Both of these series ended in three-game sweeps, with the Mets taking down the Atlanta Braves and the Orioles besting the Minnesota Twins. Most experts favored the Orioles going into this World Series, and many people figured it would take a miracle for the Mets to win it all. So, Game 1 took place on October 11, 1969, in Memorial Stadium in Baltimore, Maryland. Starting for the Orioles was 23-game winner Mike Cuellar, and he'd be opposed by the great Tom Seaver. After the Mets failed to score in the top of the first, Don Buford took the first pitch he saw from Seaver over the right field wall to give his Orioles the quickest one to nothing lead you can imagine. The Orioles would extend that lead into the four, in the fourth inning. With two outs, Elrod Hendricks would single and future Mets manager Dave Johnson would walk. Mark Belanger then came to the plate and he'd single home Hendricks. Mike Quellyall would then hit a single of his own to score Johnson. Don Buford then doubled, scoring Belanger and giving the Orioles a 4-0 lead. Mets would answer in the 7th with Don Clendenin scoring on a sacrifice fly, but that would be the lone run the Mets could muster that day, and they'd fall 4-1. Hoyer turned to complete game, striking out 8 and allowing that lone run and a scattering 6 hits. The next day, the Mets looked to Jerry Kuzman to improve their fortunes, and while the O's sent Dave McNally to the mound, this would prove to be a great pitcher's duel. McNally would turn in four 1-2-3 innings while Kuzman set the birds down 1-2-3 in six of his innings. The Mets began the scoring in the top of the fourth with Don Clendenin hitting a lean-off home run. The O's would answer in the seventh with Paul Blair scoring on a Brooks Robinson single to tie the ball game. Both teams went down in order in the eighth inning. It was still tied 1-1 going into the ninth. With two out and two on on base for the Mets, Al Weiss singled home Ed Charles to reclaim the lead for New York at 2-1. Jerry Kuzman went back to the mound in the bottom of the ninth with that 2-1 lead. 
After retiring the first two batters, he'd walk both Frank Robinson and Boog Powell. And with Brooke Robinson coming up, he'd be relieved by Ron Taylor. Taylor did his job and got Brooks to ground out, ending the ballgame and giving the Mets a 1-1 series tie. Both starters pitched brilliantly, and that final at-bat was the only at-bat in the game pitched by a reliever. The series shifted to New York for Game 3 on October 14, 1969 at Shea Stadium. The Orioles did not score against Gary Gentry in the top of the first. Then Tommy Agee made a statement leading off of the Mets. He set the first pitch he saw from future Hall of Famer Jim Palmer over the center field wall for an instant 1-0 lead. New York would score two more in the second, with starting pitcher Gary Gentry hitting a two-run double. They tack on another run in the sixth, with Jerry Grody doubling in Tom Boswell. While Gentry didn't exactly shut down the O's, he didn't allow a run in his six and six and two-thirds innings. He did walk five, however, so the Orioles did have scoring opportunities, but they couldn't cash them in. Nolan Ryan, remember him, <laughs> relieved Gentry in the seventh after Gentry walked the bases loaded with two outs. Paul Blair lined out to end the inning, putting the rest the Birds' best chance to do some damage. The Mets ended on an insurance run in the eighth on an Ed Cranepool solo home run. Baltimore failed to score in the ninth, and the Mets took Game 3 by a 5 to nothing final. We'll talk about the remaining game shortly, but first, this word from Bilt Bar. If you haven't tried Bilt Bar yet, do it. They're great-tasting protein bars covered in 100% real chocolate. They're low in sugar, calories, and carbohydrates. They're gluten-free, and for someone like me, who's allergic to nuts, their nut-free flavors are all produced in a nut-free facility. They come in 18 delicious flavors. And also don't forget about Built Boost Drink Powder and Built Go Energy Shots. All of this can be found at BuiltBar.com. That's B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com. And if you use the promo Locked On at checkout, you'll get 20% off your next order. BuiltBar.com, promo code Locked On to get 20% off of your next order. If you have a question or comment, send it to LockedOnMariners at gmail.com and DC will read it and reply to it on the air. Questions and comments on any subject are welcome, but remember that this is a family show, so please keep it appropriate. Locked On Mariners will continue looking back at the 1969 World Series right after this. Welcome to the second half of Locked On Mariners. Here's your guest host, Jason Block. Much thanks again, JM. I'm Jason Block, filling in today for DC Lungberg, talking about the memorial and amazing 1969 World Series. We left off after Game 3, and New York currently has a two games to one lead over Baltimore. Game 4 took place on Wednesday, October 15th, 1969, in Shea Stadium would be another closely fought, exciting pitcher's duel. This was also a rematch of Game 1, Cuellar versus Seaver. The Mets would be first on board, with Don Clendenin hitting a leadoff home run in the second inning. Both teams would trade zeros for much of the rest of the ballgame. While Cuellar gave up seven hits and in seven innings of work, they were more or less scattered. That one to nothing lead would hold up going into the ninth inning. With Tom Terrific still on the mound, Frank Robinson and Boog Powell both hit singles with one out. With those runners on the corners... Brooks Robinson would step up and hit a sack fly to score Robinson, tied the ballgame. Elrod Hendricks would line out to end the inning, but the O's had gotten on 
the board and almost the last possible minute. The, the Mets failed to score in the ninth, sending the ball game into extra innings. The Mets sent Seaver back to the mound for the 10th. Wow. Baltimore didn't score despite getting two runners on base. Jerry Grody would lead off the bottom of the 10th with a double for the Mets. Alweiss was then intentionally walked, bringing up Seaver's spot in the order. Pinch hitter J.C. Martin came to bat with the intention of sacrifice bunting both runners along. He bunted the ball back to the pitcher and ran hard out of the box, but inside the baseline. Peter Rickert fielded the bunt and his throw to first base hit Martin in the back. Grody scored the winning run as the ball rolled away, and the Mets take home a hard-fought 2-1 victory and were now just one win away from the 1969 World Series championship. Game 5 was the next day, October 16th, with amazing attendance of 57,397 fans packing Shea Stadium hoping to see the completion of a miracle. The wind would be taken out of their sails in the third inning, with Baltimore the first on board. Pitcher Dave McNally hit a two-run home run, and later in that same inning, Frank Robinson would add a solo home run. New York began to chip away in the sixth, with Don Clendenning hitting a two-run home run of his own. Al Weiss would tie up the ballgame, leading the seventh with a solo home run. The Mets would apply the coup de grace in the eighth. Ron Swoboda would double home Cleon Jones for a 4-3 lead, then one batter later would score on an error. 5-3 was the Mets' lead heading into the ninth, and that 5-3 score would prove to be the final as the New York Mets, the amazing Mets, the miracle Mets, took home their first World Series title. This was also their first season in which they had a regular season record of 500 or better to boot. Don Clendenin was World Series MVP. Baltimore though, had a chip on their shoulder and took next year's Fall Classic in 1970 against Cincinnati. This series was best remembered for Brooks Robinson's spectacular defense at third base. That'll do it for this one. We'll be discussing another classic World Series on our next episode. Please remember to download, rate, and subscribe to Locked On Mariners. Look for us on any podcasting app that may spring to mind. Follow the show on Twitter at LockedOn underscore Mariners. And follow me on Twitter at BeatTheBlock. My name is Jason Block. I hope you enjoyed this look back at the 1969 World Series. And, of course, see, we'll see you next time here on the Locked On Mariners and the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Joey Martin speaking for Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 